Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicole Esquino. And together we're here as your host for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we will discuss why we avoid change, how to very easily remove an item from your to-do list, and tips on how to stick to your good habits. All right, here we are, episode nine. Nicole, how's it going? (laughs) I'm so excited. Number nine, guys. I know. I feel like we just launched and now we're on episode nine. And I think episode eight is coming out next week, like in the real world. So exactly. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. We're almost in real time. I think we're only a week ahead, which is very cool. So we won't be talking about Santa Claus in the middle of like, you know, June or whatever. <laughs> Which I thought was fun, though, too. I know. I listened to the episode a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, Santa Claus. Well, that's really useful now. <laughs> <laughs> you could apply it to birthdays. So, yeah. So we've had kind of a crazy week, huh, Nicole? Oh, girl. It has been one of those weeks. Those weeks. Yeah. So what's what's happening? So we are switching our point of sale system at the studio at Yoga Sport Dallas. We are moving from one system that we've been with for the last 12 years and moving everything over into a new system. So, whoo, it's been a doozy. Oh, man, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> Nicole and I are gen. I would say like you and I are pretty, pretty organized and like we love having a lot on our to do list and like we kind of get fired up by being busy. This kind of thing is exciting for us. But I think to this week, we almost both went over our limit. <laughs> Agree. I feel like I've been <laughs> I've been swimming in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just literally like, I, I was staying up last night till almost midnight. And I had been on the computer just changing stuff at the database. And I was like, I can't like I can't even I wasn't even like seeing letters and numbers anymore. Like, <laughs> I kid you not, I dreamed in pink and brown all night because that's the background colors of the dashboard that we have. Everything I thought about last night was wellness living, pink and brown, pink and brown. So this actually kind of brings us right into one of the things that I want to talk about, which I think is so, uh, it's really come up a lot for me and I and us in this whole transition. And I think it's uh, so applicable in life. And that is in avoiding change or on the positive side, embracing change, which, (laughs) you know, maybe I should have started with that. But let's be real here. (laughs) You know, and this is something that's so big in the coaching world, because that's generally why people work with coaches is they want to create a change. And if we just made the changes, then we wouldn't need coaches and we wouldn't need tools and guidance and all these things that we talk about. So it's such an interesting question. And people ask me this all the time, like, why don't I do what I know is better for me? And it's this is a good example because it's not about the typical things you think of like diet or exercise. But so I'll just kind of give a little backstory. The system that we were using at Yoga Sport um, 
is just one of those systems that everybody uses. They kind of came into the market really early on and everyone, you know, everyone uses them in the yoga world. But I really haven't liked the system for a very long time. And I'm a pretty sophisticated user of it. I've gone to like their training programs and I spent days in New York and all the stuff just to try to get to really understand the system. And it's very complex and not very user friendly. Visually, it's it doesn't work. There's a lot of crazy bugs. The amount of like weird workarounds you have to do to make it work are crazy. I'm just was like, oh, we should leave. We should leave. We should leave. And so when you think, when I think about like this end goal of leaving, it was awesome. Like, yeah, that'd be such a great idea. But then I think of like the daily, like, what does that mean right now? And the pain in the butt and the cost to switch and all that stuff. So we've been talking to this one company for over a year, right? Oh, yeah. It's been over a year trying to figure out the disadvantages, advantages and going back and forth. And yeah, and we were so we were going to switch last year, but I was having Zoe and then Bless my baby, but she was a pain in the butt. <laughs> it was not an easy you know, beginning, as I've shared. So it just wasn't a good time for us to do it. Is it easier to stay? Yes. In, in so many ways, it's easier to stay in what you're doing because it seems comfortable, right? And we call, I call it like the so-called comfort zone because we call it the comfort zone because it, it's like, oh, I'm cozy over here. But really, if you think about it, if you want to change, it's often not really comfortable where you are. Like being with our with our old processor wasn't comfortable. It was actually like a daily annoyance and stress. And for our customers, the idea of switching was uncomfortable. So that's kind of what's interesting. Another example could be like having excess weight. So it's like the, the current state of affairs is actually not comfortable, but sometimes you don't even realize how good you could feel when you lose the weight or realize how great it could be when you had a system that worked really efficiently. So that's what's kind of interesting is because we always call it the comfort zone. That's the first question I'd say is ask yourself, is it really comfortable? And so there's so many different reasons of like why we don't change. So a lot of it's fear, loss of control. For me, in this case, for sure, it was the amount of work it would take to get to the other side was daunting. And I was so scared about my clients. It's just really not that big of a deal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's going to be. And, and that's kind of how I think about it now. Like we're in the uncomfortable zone right now. We're working through it. It's super muddy. It's messy. But once we get to the other side of it, oh, like things are going to be so much better. But a lot of times you get stuck in that zone of like, oh, I just know how uncomfortable I'm going to be. But it's only for a limited amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then and then you think of, oh, my gosh, well, look at the, the benefit on the other side of it. And so that's so there's two questions that I think are really helpful. And you can ask yourself both of these questions. And what I found is some people are motivated by a positive question and some people are voted are voted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where's your mind? <laughs> Girl, I'm, there's like, I cannot even think sh I'm like this. Oh, I don't even know if this podcast is going to come out right. We'll see you guys. I'm seriously like mushy brain. But some people are motivated by more of a negative question. Here's what I mean by that. So the positive question is, what is the benefit to you if you stay versus if you leave, right? So what emotional benefit will you gain if you change? I shouldn't say leave because it depends on kind of what your situation is. But what is the benefit to you if you make this change? Your emotional benefit, your financial benefit, your physical benefit, like all the different types of benefits. And then on the opposite side of that, what is the cost to you if you don't make the change? So again, what's the emotional cost? What's the financial cost? What's the physical cost? So for us, like there was a very real physical 
or excuse me, financial cost to sting because the company raised our rates 25 to 30%. So that was like, that was finally the catalyst where I was like, enough. (laughs) (laughs) This is like so outrageously expensive. So if you apply those two questions, and again, sometimes people are more, you know, I tend to be motivated by the negative. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you're probably more of the positive, right? Yeah, I'm more on the positive side. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's the Italian in me. It's like, what's the threat to my life? (laughs) Vic is the exact same way. Vic and I could never be a couple because no, you are exactly alike. <laughs> oh my God. So do you have an example of something that comes up for you in the big change world? Totally. The one that comes up for me was a huge change. And I'm sure this is a common one for people is switching jobs. So when I took this job on, I mean, it was terrifying. I was so excited about the opportunity of becoming, you know, the yoga studio manager, you know, about teaching yoga, but I have always been an elementary school math teacher. Like that's my identity. That's what I know how to do. That's what I was good at. The idea of leaving all of that behind and then going to work with adults all the time was <laughs> was really scary. I just, I couldn't see past the like, could I do this? Like, could I physically, am I capable of learning how to do something different? Because you get stuck, you know, like I've always been a teacher. That's really the only, I'll say big girl job I've had has been to be a teacher before I became the manager. And so I was like, can I do anything else, you know, or is this it? Like I'm a teacher for life. Yeah. That's such a big part of our decisions is our identity, how we look at things and how we operate in the world. And that's really just a label or a box that we put ourselves in because what does that mean? Right? Exactly. And I mean, I feel like everything is learnable. I don't know if that's a word, but I feel like everything can be, (laughs) everything can be learned. But like when you're in that zone of thinking about switching to a new job and it's something totally different from the realm that I was already in, like I could barely see past that. Like I didn't think I could actually do something else. Yeah. And that's, that's, so interesting, especially when I coach people that want to go into owning their own business, because nobody knows how to start their own business in the beginning. I mean, you know, you have to go through it to know exactly how to do it, right? You can get all the advice in the world and hire a coach and all that stuff. But until you do it, you don't know how to do it. But it's like that with anything, right? Exactly. (laughs) We don't know how to to do anything until we do it. And so, you know, and there's no a lot of jobs, there's no playbook or there was, you know, there was no class on how to open a yoga studio and there's no class on how to switch from being a teacher to this, Mm -hmm. you know, small business or whatever. And so I think sometimes it's really just trusting that, that you are going to be okay. And the other thing I always say to people is you can always change your mind again. Like nothing is permanent. Mm -hmm. So you could you could have come into this job and been like, okay, this is just hell and I hate it and thank God you didn't. <laughs> um, you know, but it wasn't permanent. You could always go back to teaching. And, you know, it's the same thing like a lot of people when they want to go move. Like, oh, my God, it's so scary. And I'm like, hey, you if you want to do this, do it. Guess what? Like. Like Texas will always be here. It's not going anywhere. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But it is so hard. Like when you're in the middle of that feeling, you like logical thought leaves, you know, and you're like, this is forever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. And I kept thinking like with this point of sale system, like it's going like if it goes down, you know, the world's going to be over. And it's like, it's just yoga. Like if if we have to pull out a pen and paper and we write down. Exactly. (laughs) We'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's all going to be okay. You know? So I think a lot of it is 
really asking yourself those questions about the comfort zone, what's the benefit, what's the cost, because that gives us clarity. And we have clarity on things that will really drive us to change. And um, I know, especially in the Spark program, we want to, I always say, I want everyone to operate from inspiration versus desperation. And what I mean by that is, and that's a great Sparkism, is that we, you don't want to wait until it gets so bad, till the negative is so negative that you you have to flip it to the change or flip to the positive. So, I mean, if you wait until you are diagnosed with diabetes to lose weight, like, I mean, yes, that's a great catalyst. It's not a great catalyst at all. But I mean, it, it, it will hopefully make you shift. But why not do it before? And then you don't ever have to get to that point. No, that's so, good. That's really good. That one like gave me the tingles over here. That was really like switching jobs, like coming from a place of how excited I was to try something different. I think that's what really got me past the whole like, I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but I'm so excited to learn about it and like figure it out as I go. I think that's where it got me to just jump in do it. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so freaking glad you did. And you kept saying to me, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. And I kept saying, stop saying you're not qualified (laughs) just because you don't know how to run a report or, you know, whatever the things we're learning, you know, that you're doing. I'm like, that doesn't mean any, that doesn't mean you're not qualified, then I'm not qualified to be here either. (laughs) (laughs) You know? No, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, there's so many, I mean, just being an entrepreneur and starting my own business at a young age, I was 26 when I opened the studio. I didn't, there were so many things I didn't know, which was actually, I think about it, if I had done it 10 years later, I probably wouldn't have done it Mm -hmm. because I would have known a lot of the things I didn't know. (laughs) Exactly. You would have talked yourself out of it because it's, yeah. You're being more rational. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, oh, gosh, well, I was learning how to code a website because I couldn't afford a developer. And I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) I know. I was like, okay, well, just show me how to change the code. So I don't have to pay someone 70 bucks an hour to, you know, change the code that this was 12 years ago. So yeah. So anyway, it's just, it's such an awesome thing. And when you think about what the possibilities are when you make the change and what that new comfort zone will feel like. It, it's, oh gosh, just think of those. What are the, what are the emotional, financial, physical benefits to whatever it is that you're working towards and get really clear on that. And then what's bigger, right? Like what's the bigger thing? I mean, are the costs bigger or the benefits bigger, right? You just kind of go through that. And so sometimes those questions can really help you make a change, but it's a big topic and we could talk about it forever and I'm sure we'll, we'll do other things, but I thought that would be kind of a fun one. And I know for me, um, as I've gone through the yoga studio and made changes and, uh, you know, when I make changes at the studio, it affects a lot of people. So the staff and then the students and I have to get everybody on board with my new big change, like this point of sale system. But we used to, when I opened up, we had mirrors in the studio and we played music and we didn't do ohms. And I, I never wanted any of those things. I, I didn't want mirrors because I, you know, I like the Baptiste practice that we teach doesn't have mirrors and I won't get into all that now. That's, that's a whole nother podcast, but I put them in because someone had said to me, oh, well, this is Dallas and people, people want mirrors and they don't, this is the Bible belt. So they're not going to own. And I just listened to what other people said and I let my fear guide me. And then I thought, well, people aren't going to go to a class without music because they, they want that. And, and granted, we are one of the only power yoga studios if not the only one in Dallas that doesn't play music, right? Exactly, yeah. But we have clients and we're still here 12 and a half years later. So I would make these small changes. We covered the mirrors and then one day we took out the music and then one one day we added the ohms. And it was definitely that very uncomfortable 
place in the middle where people, sure, some people didn't like it. I'm sure some people left, but you just have to think of, okay, well, you can't please everyone, right? You're never going to please everyone. So you have to live in your truth and what is of value to you. And so I just remember going in there and being like, okay, I'm not going to play music today and just don't mention anything. And then, you know, people would complain or ask questions about it. And I would just have to sit in that uncomfortableness. And then one day it just like, no one asked anymore because we were the studio that didn't do that. Exactly. You know? Cause now it's not a thing at all. Like people don't know what's behind the curtains or <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, like people are surprised if they like see part of the mirror show up. So like now it's just, I mean, you're through the uncomfortable zone and now it's just, this is common. This is what we do. Yeah. And it really didn't take as long as, as I thought it was going to. And it wasn't as uncomfortable as I thought it was going to be. And I will credit that to my teacher, Baron Baptiste, because he really helped me. This was years ago, but he helped me kind of, you just just go in and do it. Don't don't make an announcement. Don't make a big deal of it. Make your change. And I was like, what? People are going to freak out. And really, most people didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense, though. Like, just do it. Go through. Be in the middle of the messy stuff. And then eventually you come out on the other side of it. And I would probably say that however long you think the messy part in the middle is going to be, it's never as long as you fear it's going to be. Um, yes. Or that's what I'm hoping for with the point of sale system. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, think about like the new job. I mean, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't like forever. I don't know. Life is too short. That's the other thing. Yeah. Got to have some fun. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Change is good sometimes, but most of the time. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we'll just we'll leave that there. OK, so we're going to move on to your sucky moment of the week. And this one's sort of well. It's funny to us, but probably not to Vic. So Probably not to Vic. <laughs> He's going to love hearing this one. All right. So the sucky scale for this one, I'm going to go with a three. So it's pretty sucky, not super sucky. It's going to sound kind of funny now, but was super sucky in the moment. Okay, um, wait, wait. We got we to, gotta, because by the time we record this, we've got to pause and put oh, in yeah. sucky scale number three. Seriously? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pause. I hope uh, this works. Otherwise, we're going to sound ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. But oh, well, we'll make it happen. Um, okay. So I want you to envision you're at the grocery store and you know those little produce bags, the little plastic ones that you put like fruits and vegetables in when you're picking them up as you go. So that is what this whole story is about is those little produce bags. <laughs> um, Vic and I got in the biggest argument about these little produce bags. Basically, when I go to the grocery store, I take my reusable bags. And so as I'm walking by picking up my vegetables and fruits, I would just toss toss them directly into my reusable bag. And I didn't pick up the little produce bag because I thought they were kind of silly. And I thought, well, I already have a bag. Why do I need another bag to put inside of the bag? It just didn't make sense to me. Um, but Vic has a whole nother view <laughs> on the whole story. So we do this whole thing and then we get to the checkout counter after we're done grocery shopping and I take all of the produce out and I dump it onto the conveyor belt. And then that's when it sets him off. He, <laughs> and that's when he comes unglued and you're like, keep it together while we're in public. But you know, it was one of those, um, but he is like, it makes me so mad when you don't use the produce bags. And I'm like, why? And so I go through this whole thing of like explaining to him, like, I'm putting it in a bag so that I can put it in another bag. And I'm trying to like rationalize my decision. 
But he gets so mad. He's like, it's so dirty rolling the food around on the conveyor belt. And then it's all touching, you know, like the meat and all the other stuff that's in the bag. So it's all like getting contaminated, I guess is what he was saying. Like it's all touching everything. And he was really mad that I didn't use the little produce bags. And I just kind of thought it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't worried about it. So I moved on from the argument as I usually do (laughs) to avoid all confrontation. Anyway, we get home later and this argument that I thought had ended continued on and it escalated and it got much bigger. He was livid because apparently this is not the first time that he's told me about the produce (laughs) bags. Apparently, according to him. (laughs) Exactly. But like in the moment now, like I couldn't even remember him telling me that before because it didn't make sense to me. And you know, when something doesn't make sense to you, you kind of just like write it off and move on. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, well. But he's told me multiple times that he wants me to use the produce bags because he doesn't like them to be touched everything else he doesn't like it on the conveyor belt he thinks it's gross and so he just he asked me multiple times use the produce bags please use the produce bags and I thought it was silly so I didn't do it and he just came unglued here and told me he was like it really bothered me that you didn't use the produce bags and so long story short how we come around <laughs> how I come around the curb on this was that he really wasn't as mad about the produce bags as he was about, like, I never really heard what he was saying. Like, he really, it bothers him. He wants me to use the produce bags. And I just ignored it because I thought it was stupid. I was like, "Mm, not really important to me. (laughs) But I never even acknowledged his feelings. I just never even paid attention to it. I just went about my own way, doing things my own way. So my inspired action from this is to, like, truly acknowledge people's feelings because he's telling me this because it bothers him. Otherwise, he wouldn't be making a big deal about these silly produce bags. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he wants me to know that it really bothers him. And then he has like a whole new list of like things you can use these little produce bags for after. So now I always use the produce bags for the produce. Oh yes. <laughs> Well, right, because it's not really about the produce bags. It's about listening to each other. <laughs> exactly. But what's funny is in the moment, I I would not have even known that he has told me to use the produce bags before. Which Really? Which obviously shows you, yeah, how much, like, I, if it doesn't make sense to me, I just don't, I don't keep that information inside, <laughs> <laughs> which is so selfish, right? But like... I just didn't retain it. I just moved on. And but like, that's why it really bothered him. He's like, you don't even care that this thing, whatever it is, even though it's tiny, really bothers me, you know, and he's like, all you have to do is use the bag. And then I feel so much better. We don't have to have this conversation. And I was like, oh, this is a really big deal to you. (laughs) But it took, you know, all of that leading up to for me to realize that. Yes. So (laughs) so that that actually comes into another um inspired action or sparkism or whatever you want to call it is listen generously, listen generously to others. And yeah, I think when we have our own agenda, which we often do, we, exactly. <laughs> you're not alone in this, my dear. Trust me. If you ask my husband, he'd be like, you're right on. Um, if we have our own agenda and often we're, we're not listening. Exactly. Truly. Yeah. yeah. So that's such a great example. And I also, I don't think I've told you this, but my mother-in-law bought me a, a long time ago, these cool little bags that are reusable produce bags. Stop it. What do they look like? 
Well, I'll well I'll find them and I'll post them on the show notes because I've never bought them. I think she might have gotten them at Container Store, but I bet they sell them on Amazon. I'll look, but they're like a not me- well, they're like a very tiny, tiny mesh, and I love them. I've actually lost several of them, but the only thing I don't like about them is that at Central Market where we shop, you have to weigh your own produce and then you you know you put the little code in and you get your own little sticker out, Ooh, and the stickers yeah. the stickers don't really stick to it much, but I've kind of figured out a way around it. But anyway, um, I will look that up and I will post it for everyone because these are awesome. Cause I'm very into like, let's not waste the plastic. So I'm with you. Me and too. I will stick, like if I have one pepper, I will just stick the sticker on the pepper. And one of my friends like freaked out. She's like, you put a sticker on the outside of a fruit that you or you know, piece of fruit or vegetable that you eat. And I'm like, yeah, what? Well, that's what washing is for. <laughs> exactly. Vic would have said the same thing. <laughs> he would have agreed with your friend. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, that's so gross. And I'm like, oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm like you. I'm just like, it's more efficient, you know. And sometimes exactly. I, you know, the other thing you can do is if you don't want to waste bags, too, is you can fill up a bunch. And um, well, this is only like a central market where you have to weigh your own. So I'll put like three or four different types of things in there and I'll put all four stickers on the outside and then they can just scan all four in one bag. But that only works at places where you have to weigh your own. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Never thought about that, though. Yeah. Anyway, I've tried to figure this out because I'm trying not to waste plastic. But Exactly. Be more efficient. Vic, we hear you. We hear you, buddy. <laughs> we hear you for real. Yeah. Your wife. She hears you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to a word from our sponsor. All right. So our sponsor is us. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to briefly mention that we have, if you're in Dallas and you're considering becoming a yoga teacher, we have an awesome training that starts in March. And by the time this airs, the early discount deadline will have passed. But if you listen to the podcast, we're going to give you a discount of $200. So if you are thinking about it, and even if you've never really thought you'd want to teach yoga, you can learn so much about who you are. And it's really a pretty amazing personal development program. So Nicole's been through it. Do you want to share just a little bit about like what that means? Totally. And I was one of those who never had an idea that I wanted to teach. So if you're interested at all, you should come on down and try it out. Um, I will say that I learned so much about myself. Um, I really came out of my shell. I feel like I've come more into the person that I always wanted to be, but I didn't know how to get there. And I think that is strongly in part to doing this 200 hour training. Sounds crazy, but it's real people. I know. And you know, it's so you're such a great person to talk about your results because <laughs> you guys would never believe this. And we were saying this at the open house and Nicole, when I met her was incredibly shy and you barely talked in your teacher training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very shy, very private. Don't like to share a lot at all, which is funny. <laughs> I know. And now you're, I mean, she's like, everyone thinks she's the most outgoing person and your classes are crazy, hilarious. And you're like super outgoing and you, you're doing a podcast. (laughs) I know it's crazy. Like I know Vic and my mom, they're always like, we just can't believe what you're doing now. It's just so different from where I was a few years ago. Oh, that's so cool. So if you are interested in it, it starts in March, go to www.yogasportdallas.com and you can go to the events page. And if you put in the promo code spark podcast, it'll save you $200. So if and if you have any questions, you know, send us an email. We we love to talk about it because it's one of our favorite things. So it's definitely my favorite thing because 
I don't know. It just is. <laughs> yep. Send it our way. We love to chat teacher training. Yay. Okay. So let's move on. We have had some great questions for the ask the coach or ask AWAGS or ask Angela. We don't know what it's called yet. <laughs> we're still, we're still in production and changing all the time, but, um, if you want to send me a question, email podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. You can also send it to us on social media at Coach AWAGS. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And so um, we've been getting some awesome questions and I love it. And just tell us how things are going because and we've seen some in the reviews too. Like we've seen some people say that they've made some cool changes. So it just makes me so excited. Anyway, so Evelyn writes, how do you strike a balance between taking one day at a time and not becoming overwhelmed, thinking about never having something again and not turning every day into a cheat day? So she was, I think she's referring to eat, like, let's say eating habits for the example, like healthy eating habits. She said like, for example, oh, this is just one day, no bad, you know, it couldn't be that bad and just cheating all the time. So how do you strike the balance between taking it one day at a time and not being overwhelmed and saying, oh my gosh, I can't ever eat this again. So I had a couple ideas for this. Um, the first one, and you're really good at this, is plan a cheat time. So if you, and if so I'm kind of assuming that this is more towards a lifestyle change versus something like a cleanse or something that's like a 10 day thing. Um, but say you, I mean, I don't know exactly what this example is about, but we'll just say kind of general healthy eating. Say you're following a specific diet or you're not having soda or wine or whatever. So a good example would be, okay, we have a wedding on Saturday. I'm going to go to the wedding and I'm going to have a cheat meal and I'm going to drink champagne and eat the wedding cake. You know, so that way it's like you have something to look forward to. And you guys do this all the time, right? We talked about that, I think, in episode one. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Vic is one of those people who think about like if we say we're not eating chocolate, he is like for the rest of my life, like he goes into that mindset. So planning like a specific, we have one cheat meal every week. It's happening on Friday night. Like it gives you something very specific to look forward to. It's kind of like that light at the end of the tunnel. And then you're like, I just got to make it to that. And then that's the rule. Yes. Yes. Cause it's, yeah, it's like, you know, you have the carrot dangling and mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I, so this, uh, this next one, and this comes from Gretchen Rubin, who's one of my favorite authors. And I will post a link to her blog where she talks about this. She has it in several of her books too. Um, but her, her newer book is really where most of this information is from. So I'll post a link to the book as well. Um, but she asks if you know, if she basically says, are you an abstainer or a moderator? And so an abstainer gen generally tends to be someone like you to me are the ultimate abstainer of someone who is like, you work out better. Things work out better for you if you can never have something, right? Yes, definitely. For sure. Peanut butter is a big one. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you, and I'm the same way. So if I have a little bit, like I can't have a little bit of chocolate because if I have a little bit of chocolate, I'm eating the whole bar. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly how big the damn bar is. I mean, the whole thing. That's me with uh, peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. I always joke like with candy corn because whenever um, Halloween comes around, it's usually like now they put candy corn on way before, like two months before. But I remember one time in college looking down and seeing that I had four empty bags of candy corn in my college trash. My oh dorm. my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> and it had been over one weekend. And I literally just was like, no more candy corn. And it was like oh, six man. weeks before. I, I remember it, it wasn't even October one yet. So 
Oh, I have to just say no candy corn. And like this, how um, I'm also like that with a Brock's conversation hearts. I only like Brock's, but I will literally go to the ends of the earth finding which store sells the Brock's ones. And then my husband can tell you this. I will eat till I'm sick. <laughs> oh, <man>. so, <laughs> so I have to be an abstainer. I have to just say no. But um, but if you're a moderator and you're not in our crazy camp, <laughs> um, which it sounds like Evelyn probably is more towards this is where you can give yourself permission to have it sometimes. And that will probably work out better. So that could be that, you know, I know like one of my friends, Karen, she'll have, I remember I, this blew my mind. She'd say, I would have two little, like the tiny little things of dove every night, little dove chocolates. I'm like, what, what, who, what? Who just eats two? <laughs> Who, like you must have just had two in your house, right? Because like that whole bag is there. Like, honey, there ain't two happening in my life. So, um, so you know, you and you can create different rules. It really depends on, and it's I I I really believe that you're not just all one or the other because I know for me, in certain times and certain things, I'm more on the abstainer side, and other times I'm on the moderator side. I think for you, you're kind of always abstainer, right? Yeah, I think so. Other than the having that one cheat meal a week kind of thing, but I think that still kind of falls into the abstainer category. But yeah, I, I tend to, I just I need rules. I'm good with rules, so I stick with rules. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if, if the whole idea of I can never have this again really scares you or just makes you kind of go forget it, <laughs> then you can set up these things. So you can set up, okay, here's here are the times I'm going to plan to, quote, cheat or I'm going to plan to whatever it is um, and know what works better for you. And then I'm again, I'm assuming that this is more of like a lifestyle change. But in the case of like a challenge where you have a five day or a 10 day cleanse, or some people do whole 30, which ooh, I haven't done that one yet. That one scares me. Oh, you should do it. It's fun. I don't know about fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge. Oh, girl, 30 days is long. Um, I, I always often say to people, stretch yourself, just create the discipline and see what you can do. Don't plan the cheat meal. I mean, we do a, a one at the studio a lot, the Advocare 10 day cleanse, which I love. And it's, it's not crazy. I mean, you've done it, Nicole, and it's, it's, a, you, know, you take supplements and things like that, but, you, and, but you can eat, you know, fruits, vegetables, um, you can eat lean meats, you can. So, I mean, it's really not like you're, you're not just drinking juice all the time. You're not cutting out everything that, you know, you love. Um, for me, it's really what you should be eating. But one of my friends said it best. She's like, you, we, you can do anything for 10 days, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 10 days is really not that long. Yeah. And so I think when it's something like that, it's, it's for me, it's it, to look at it more and it's going, I'm not saying it's not going to be hard, but we're so used to doing whatever we want, whenever we want it. And I call it like the bratty self. So when I'm in my bratty self moments, I just say, well, I want this. I'm going to, I'm going to eat it or I'm going to do this because I want to <laughs> mm -hmm. just like my two and a half year old. And <laughs> you, know, you have to think of your bigger goal. What's your bigger goal? What's your bigger value that you're adding to your life? And so if you're doing a, a cleanse, not only is it healthy for your body, but part of that could be to stretch that muscle, strengthen that muscle to of discipline, commitment. And, and that's how you build new habits. You have to go through that. Yes. Yes. So I, you know, again, I wasn't exactly sure what she was referring to, but those are kind of some ideas for both sides, whatever you're working on and just try them on and see, because it's always a challenge. Gosh, changing habits are always, it's always hard. <laughs>
But just like with our point of sale system, think of what's down the other side of it. Exactly. Just got to make it there, guys. Yeah, you guys. We have pretty pictures now in our point of sale system. It's Uh, pretty awesome. And it's so (laughs) user-friendly. I can't get over it. It's going to be great. I know. It's like when you lose the weight and you can fit in your pants. You're like, ah. Exactly. That's the moment. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Okay. So we're going to move on to this week's challenge or try this, Nicole. What you got for us? All right. So this week's a super fun one. We are going to challenge you to take something off of your to-do list that you haven't gotten done yet. Oh, I love this one. So freeing. (laughs) That you haven't done. Okay. So explain that a little more. Okay. So let me give you an example. A few years ago, I decided to stop sending out Christmas cards and it was such a big deal. Like you're supposed to send a Christmas card every Christmas. Like it was just for some reason it was a rule I'd created in my mind that I had to send this Christmas card, but it takes so long to create a Christmas card. (laughs) I finally was like, I don't like doing this. I don't enjoy building it out, going through all the pictures. And I finally was like, it's just really not that important to me. So I took it off of my to-do list. I was like, I can always bring it back when it, when it is important to me again. But like for now, it's just not something that's super crucial. So take it off. And then now yeah. I feel lighter without it. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, man. Like it's just freeing. But I mean, I'm sure it'll come back at some point in time. But like right now, just no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's often one of those things that's a should. We put it Mm -hmm. in our head as something we should do. So one of the one that came up for me was um, taking monthly baby pictures. Mm -hmm. And social media is totally like messed with my mind of being like, what's the parent? You know, and you see like everyone's perfect things. And, you know, my friends have the most like gorgeous setup of their kids and their kids look great. And they've got this one month sticker and then two months. And it's like, you know, always awesome. And so I totally failed miserably when with Luke, I was just always exhausted or when the thing popped up on my calendar, like he'd be sick or I just wouldn't smile or, you know, whatever. And I kind of forced my way through it with Luke. And I think I got most of them, but a lot, a lot of times it'd be like two weeks later and I'm like, oh, he's, he's already almost the next month, you know? <laughs> so I, I swore with Zoe, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it perfectly. I'm going to do the setup. Well, then Zoe ended up being like the most challenging baby ever. And so for the first three months, it was literal hell to try to get this photo. And people are like, oh my God, the photo's so cute. But what they don't know is it took 30 minutes and like three changes of clothes because anytime you touched her, she threw up and she was screaming the whole time. So like the second you, I, I'm not even exaggerating. Well, you know, cause you were there yeah. the second, you know, she'd smile for one second and then she'd be screaming. So I just was like, you know what? I'm going to delete this. I'm going to be okay. And I'm still going to be a good mom. Yeah, totally. I think it's really about like, is it important to you? Because if it's not important to you, then it's not worth doing. Yes. Well, and I would say for me, it was important because I love photos and I really wanted it, mm-hmm. but I, it just was like it wasn't working. So it's like one of those things where I had to let go of this perfect idea. And I think what's easier in that moment for me was just to say, you know what, let's just take it off the list completely because it actually added so much stress to my life. Yeah. Like trying to force it to happen. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just uh, not that mom. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) But to all my friends that have these beautiful pictures, keep doing it because you do your thing and Yeah, I love looking at them. So yeah, so I think that's awesome. Find something. And it's often that thing that keeps popping back up on your list. You know, it's like every month or every day and you keep going, you keep putting it to the next day or the next month and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I'll do it later. It's like at some point, just like mentally get it out of your 
mind and out of your life because it actually does take up energy because you keep thinking about what you quote should do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's how mine was. I had a reminder on my calendar every month to go through the pictures from the previous month and like pick out the ones that I was going to put on the calendar because I was trying to be organized and be efficient, but I would just keep putting it off because it was such a tedious task and I would have other things to do, but I would literally see it every month and it was like haunting me. <laughs> oh, girl. Well, if you ever want me to do it, I love doing Christmas cards, so I can do it for you. Oh, man. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like drowning in pictures is what it makes me think of. Oh, no, you just put a couple up. No big deal. Oh, man. <laughs> You're so funny. All right. We're going to finish with a shout out. And I would like to give a very quick and loving shout out to my mother-in-law, Sharon, because she canceled her workout yesterday. We were in the thick of the transition and it was like now or never do or die. And I had both kids and she canceled her workout and came up to the house and I was on a conference call with you and Ryan and holding Zoe outside trying to get her not to scream. And she took the kids away and played with them and got them ready for bed. And it was amazing. So I think just being for others is such an awesome quality. And anytime we can do that, you know, she made that sacrifice. So thank you, Sharon. <sighs> Feel goods. Warms and fuzzies. Warms and fuzzies. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it, right, Nicole? Yep, that's wrapping it up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes. It really, really helps us out. Find the show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And you can follow us and comment on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Coach A Wags. That's A-W-A-G-S. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks. Raise a glass and discover what it is that sparks you. 